Hey everybody, Tanner Green here, bringing you the last installment in a four-part series on my albums of the year in advance of our grand return to regular weekly episodes coming very shortly, hopefully this Monday. Once again, I've listened to every single album that debuted on the Billboard 200 album and EP, and today I'm bringing you nine great albums from the last three months of the year, so I listened to everything hitting that chart in October, November, and December, and these are the best of the bunch. So let's dive right in. We're starting with the leader of an acclaimed rock band making her debut as a solo artist at number 13 the first week of October. That was Brittany Howard, the front woman of Alabama Shakes, with the song 13th Century Metal from her debut solo album, Jamie. On every track, you can almost hear the walls that each instrument reverberates off of. Howard complements that sense of space with a really astonishing range of vocal styles and guitar timbres, creating an array of sounds that are far too varied to fit within any single genre. On Georgia, Howard croons sweetly. On Baby, she hollers from all sorts of positions in the mix. And on 13th Century Metal, like we heard, she delivers spoken word poetry while her backing band blasts through a one-take-free improvisation. Howard's lyrics are just as well-considered, with topics including her childhood as a biracial girl in Alabama and the need for a more compassionate form of Christianity. Next on the list, we've got a New York rapper's long-awaited debut album hitting number 16 the week of October 12th. I'm a queen, we can me up being humble. Put your money where your mouth is. Matter of fact, make it double. Blue strips by the bundle. Four cars in the huddle. Baby, I just want to you. Grabbing on your bubble, pulling on your frontal, then it's back to the hustle. Uff, being humble. Blue strips by the bundle. Pinky ring out the puddle. Hot sauce on the ruffles. Gang, gang out the jungle. Dirty clock, we a couple. More money, more trouble. Cake on funnel, vision on tunnel. I'm motivation for my people. That was The Lifestyle, a track off of Young M.A.'s new album, Herstory in the Making, and I'm more or less convinced that Young M.A. could rap forever if you let her. After all, on Car Confessions, she describes herself as holding a microphone since birth. M.A.'s enjoyment in the booth is palpable, with a good number of tracks ending with her chuckling or making some sort of off-the-cuff remark to producers. And those producers do excellent work here, bringing a slightly sharper edge to familiar trap hi-hats and snares, as well as a fascinating array of bass lines. Some bass timbres have an attack as aggressive as the aforementioned hats and snares, while others are much more diffuse. The latter bass lines in particular contribute to the heavy gloom that hangs around much of her story, like the clip we heard of the lifestyle. M.A. boasts and flashes her wicked, infectious wit, but she can't help but turn inward amid the somber atmosphere, reflecting on relationship troubles, trust issues, and the death of her brother. Moving on down the line... Here's a rock band's second album of 2019, coming five months after their first, and it's also their second appearance on this list. Healing, 
making their return. That was Big Thief. That song's called Not from their new album, Two Hands. And at the risk of parroting this album's press release, Two Hands genuinely does sound a lot drier than Big Thief's previous release, UFOF, where the latter shrouds the band in layers of reverb and other effects, placing the songs at a misty remove. Two Hands is far more sonically direct and unadorned. That clarity allows the strength of frontwoman Adrienne Lanker's songwriting to emerge. She maintains focus on touch, bodily contact, even physical discomfort, and pairs those words with the same sort of intertwining guitar lines that graced UFOF. Once again, Big Thief make intricacy sound effortless and internal tension sound desirable. And the fact that they've done so twice in one year is pretty remarkable. From one rock album to another, here's an El Paso band's first appearance on the Billboard 200, with their sophomore album reaching number 152 in early November. That was Cigarettes After Sex and their song Kiss It Off Me from their new album Cry. A disclaimer up front, their lyrics on Cry are pretty rough. Frontman Greg Gonzalez writes of sexual fantasies in the most bloodless way imaginable, reducing himself to an anonymous peeping Tom and women to two-faced harlots. If you're able to listen past their words, though, Cigarettes After Sex emerge as absolute masters of the soft touch. Gonzalez's voice is as delicate as his words are artless, and his production drapes every sound in the most sumptuous set of filters. From drums to keys, nothing juts out of the mix to jolt the listener, and Gonzalez wisely withholds his guitar for the most impactful moments. The song we heard, Kiss It Off Me, is representative. On the verses, Gonzalez is only accompanied by the rhythm section, but when the chorus starts, his guitar enters with a soft caress. It's one of the most peaceful moments of the year on an album full of such soothing pleasures. Next up, we've got a country star's sixth appearance in the top ten of the Billboard 200, debuting at number four the week of November 16th. The song's called Fire Escape, and that comes to us from Miranda Lambert's latest album, Wild Card. As if anybody had somehow forgotten, Lambert once again reminds listeners that she is one of the very best songwriters around. Even on lighter radio fare, like it all comes out in the wash, her ear for a rhyme sparkles, and she demonstrates her ability to capture a detailed scene or emotion with few words. Unsurprisingly, that economy serves her well on more musically complex tracks like Settling Down, where she processes her romantic indecision atop guitars that churn and sparkle. And on the closing track, Dark Bars, she holds up in a familiar country setting, not to cry, not to drown her sorrows, but to simply people watch and be alone. First a Pistol Annie's record, now a solo album. 
For the second year in a row, Miranda Lambert is just dazzling. Moving up north, here's a Canadian hardcore band making their third appearance on the Billboard 200, debuting at a career-high number 97 the week of November 16th. That was Counterparts, and their title track off their latest album, Nothing Left to Love. True to its title, Nothing Left to Love is full of some pretty harrowing self-loathing. Frontman Brendan Murphy writes of extreme loneliness, the feeling of being inherently unlovable. The chorus of the song Cherished begins with the line, All I've cherished will run from my embrace. And Murphy screams his words with appropriate despair, and drummer Kyle Brownlee attacks the kit with at least as much ferocity. Brownlee's performance is exceptional. Steering the band through tricky rhythmic changes with ease, and finding moments to display his technique with the likes of, say, a couple quick measures of a blast beat. Brooding guitar interludes become more common as the album progresses, and on the final track that we heard, Murphy's defenses break. When the song reaches its peak, Murphy can only ask again and again, will you love me when there's nothing left to love? Next, an acclaimed rapper's fourth appearance on the Billboard 200, this time with an EP debuting at number 102 the week of November 16th. You like Amari Stoudemire with dreads, bobbleheads, chatterboxes, flapping, but I got a lot of fed, common head, cold level, minor setbacks, minor threats, to blocking this kind of step, step back, yeah, this shit's not knocking like the feds, don't get your head cracked, lacking common sense, on a whim, I felt it, in Mikasa, you don't got no wins, just to match the losses, I don't have in your gym, opposites attract opulence, the mud wouldn't stick, the sun make it so my soul's crumbling, they dug it when they was young, more than one hole in one with no mulligan southern kids culture. That was Earl Sweatshirt, the song 74 off his latest EP, Feet of Clay. To absolutely nobody's surprise, Earl's virtuosity, particularly his command of assonance, is still incredible. That virtuosity is easy to miss, though. Earl downplays his technique with a flat, deadpan delivery that might make some listeners overlook his lyrical complexity. Earl's production is striking, too, with beats that de emphasize dedicated percussion. Instead, rhythms primarily emerge from reversed and manipulated loops, where harsh panning and abrupt dropouts create the necessary propulsion. And now, my album of the year, debuting at number 54 in late November. was Mary Magdalene by FKA Twigs, coming to us from her new album Magdalene. What can I even say? First and foremost, Magdalene is a showcase for one of the most incredible singers alive. Twigs's upper range has a breathtaking clarity, cutting to a song's emotional core in an instant. Every time she begins the second verse of opener, Thousand Eyes, my jaw can't help but literally drop in the face of such affective power. 
Throughout Magdalene, Twig sings of relationships in varying stages of decay, which makes the beauty of her voice all the more heartbreaking. Twiggs isn't precious about her voice, though. In a decade defined by vocal manipulation, she goes well beyond the commonplace, altering her voice to all sorts of ends in keeping with the glitched, clattering instrumentation. These alterations always connect back to the song's heart, though, and at the album's heart is its biblical namesake. In the wake of a difficult breakup, FKA Twiggs found inspiration in Mary Magdalene, and the latter's spirit buoys Twiggs through the emotional rapids. If you only listen to one release I've covered in this entire series, it has to be this. Twiggs already enjoyed widespread acclaim after her first album, and with Magdalene, she has firmly established herself as one of the most innovative artists of our generation. And finally, ending on a somber note, a long-running Australian band's 17th album, debuting at number 108 the week of November 23rd. And I'm just waiting now for my time to come And I'm just waiting now For my time to come And we hide in our wounds That was Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and their song Hollywood from the new album Ghostine. Ghostine is Nick Cave's first album completely written and recorded after the accidental 2015 death of his 15-year-old son. In light of that, Cave's grief and loss are omnipresent here, all the way down to the instrumentation. Ghostine largely consists of piano and synth lines, the latter slowly undulating and pulsing underneath gentle orchestration. Amid this melancholy, Cave splits the difference often between speech and song, saving the most important melodies for the choruses, where he often shifts into a frail falsetto racked with pain. Understandably, Cave spends much of ghosting reflecting on mortality, reaching almost unbearable intensity on the closing track that we heard, Hollywood. Over the course of 14 minutes, Cave awaits his own death, mourns the death of his son, and seeks comfort in the Buddhist story of Kiso Gotomi. That story and Cave both conclude that no person lives untouched by death. And while that realization might not reverse the loss of a loved one, the universal nature of that experience might provide a semblance of solace. And that's it. Nine more albums that are great that you should check out. Again, go listen to Magdalene. FK Twigs is incredible. And while you're at it, check out the previous episodes in this series. They're on YouTube. They're on the podcast feed. And while you're there, you might as well check out some of the back episodes of our show, going back to late 2017, before we make our grand return to weekly episodes, which we're very excited about. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you all next week.